This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And joining us today, EFL analyst. I think that's probably the, the best way of putting it. Hello, Benjamin Bloom. How are you? Um, pretty disgusted with the level of disrespect that <laughs> when this call started, which will be on, I received from, from your team. It's not the first time either after Peter introduced me on a live space in front of hundreds of Watford fans as somebody who'd ranked Luton's ground higher than Watford. So <laughs> I forgot I did I'm, that, didn't I? I? Well, I haven't. I haven't. And I'm feeling very sore, Justin, is what I am. Well, but I'm here nonetheless, well, the trooper that I am. Well, I've got to say, despite... <laughs> Despite all of this, you were an amazingly good luck charm for us last year. Five games attended at Vicarage Road, 15 points. And the teams as well. Yep. It was, yeah. You beat Burnley, for God's sake. How did you manage that? Burnley, who was it, Carl? Middlesbrough? She- Sheffield United, Middlesbrough. West Luton Brom. 4-0. Luton. Yeah. yeah, West Brom as um, well. West Brom. Yeah. So like half of the parachute teams and your main rivals and the runaway champions. So yeah, you'd think you'd be nicer to me with that being said, wouldn't you? <laughs> It's <laughs> a good job I didn't record all those insulty bits at the beginning, so there's no evidence of this now. There's no we evidence. Haven't worked out how to, isn't it, eh? We haven't Banter. worked out how to be nice to people. And, all, and I, I apologise for your soreness having frequented Kenilworth Road, but I imagine that's the state of most people once they've broken to Kenilworth Road. No anyway. comment, no comment. But a dish. A new EFL championship season is about to start. Carl keeps saying, and I think he's right, that this looks like a very, very competitive championship this season what are your thoughts on it well I agree with Carl so we've had for a few years we've had the parachute teams bouncing you would know about that because you were one of them but last season you would also know that two of the year one parachutes didn't do very well did they Norwich and Watford both finished in the middle so we now get a situation where we have three year one parachute teams we have two year two parachute teams so that's Leicester Southampton and Leeds who look terrifying as these relegated teams always do they're bringing in tons of money on top of what they're going to get for broadcast 
Anyway, you've got Watford and Norwich, you'll know far better than me. Could go both ways with either team, but you would still expect them to be competitive. And then you've got Middlesbrough, who were really good under Carrick, weren't they, for mm. his time. Coventry have sold Jokeres, but they are spending the money they've got for him. Sunderland look interesting. So those losing playoff teams have all kind of held where they are. And there is also an argument that the promoted League One teams might be all right as well. Oh. I think they will be. I said that. <laughs> I said, uh, Ipswich scored goals for fun last season. It's just converting that into uh, into Championship uh, form. Which should please you, Ben, being a being an Ipswich fan. Are you looking forward to the to the Championship? Yes. With there's a lot of criticism for the middle block of the Championship, isn't there? We had that situation, Justin, about like twelve games from the end of the last season, where basically anyone between fifth down to 14th if they knocked out two points per game for six games in a row we're going to get the playoffs weren't they so if you're coming up you're stable the manager's been there a while you've got a bit of an upward trend and an okay spend this is not about Ipswich it's about Watford this podcast obviously but you would hope you can plonk yourself hopefully above the teams fighting down in the bottom six into that middle portion and again I say this with all love to Bristol City and to Preston. Birmingham might be a bit better this year, but it's that kind of region that I'm I'm hopeful hopeful for. In terms of in terms of coming up with Ipswich, there was a Price of Football interview with with Mr. Ashton, who was previously of these parts, but seems to have been well received in uh, in Suffolk. Didn't actually know the definition of the word uh, ring fenced when he was at Watford, but never mind. <laughs> um, other other than that, it was an, it was a really interesting listen. It was being quite aghast at, at what a size he, he seemed to be quite surprised that Ipswich was a one county club, which I think the bare minimum of, of research would have told you that it was he has had a history he mentioned it in there of bringing in young innovative managers and you've got Kieran uh, Kieran McKenna there who seems to his stock is rising first of all how good is he is he going to do well as a, as a as a manager in the championship and how confident are you keeping him for the long term all great questions um I understand Mark Ashton is very marmite if you speak to any of the clubs <laughs> he's been at and he is now so we we won't we won't touch that he's got the same thing as we had a player called Joe Garner who you've probably come yeah. across who if he plays for your team you absolutely love him if he's playing against you absolutely hate him all the diving and you know drawing fouls and everything I think Mark Ashton might be a little bit little bit like that in terms of Kieran McKenna Pete he's great what I will say trying to be balanced it's getting a bit ridiculous because I always remember Gordon Strachan saying sometimes the best thing you can do as a manager is absolutely nothing because yeah. people's perception of you increases whilst you're not managing and it has got a little bit silly since the summer because he's gone from being a very good League One manager who did a great job, had a great pattern of play. It should be acknowledged with the biggest budget in League One. We can't not say that, but the pattern of play was fantastic. Without playing any football since the last day of the season, it's like now we're getting all this old best young manager in the country stuff, which I'm a little bit uncomfortable with. You know, you're coming into into a division now where he's never managed. So he's. I know you could say the same for Maresca. Uh, mm-hmm. Leicester but there's people in this division like Daniel Farker who've won the title twice there's Tony Mowbray who's probably done 400 games or something 
your guy Ishmael put Barnsley into fifth place. There's people with who have done stuff in this division. And as much as I'm a big fan of Kieran McKenna and I would love him to do stuff, we'd like to see see how he goes. But you know what hype is like in football. It's sometimes, it's like a self-fulfilling, the more hype is said, the more hype there is and it just becomes its own thing. And he's yeah. really good, but just... Beware of um, beware of the hype sometimes. So basically, it's worth putting ten pounds on Kieran McKenna to become the next Watford manager. Is what you're saying. <laughs> it's always worth putting ten pounds on anybody to become the next yeah. Watford manager, Carlos. <laughs> we got we got we, we got fifteen quid on Ben to become the next Watford manager. That's fine. <laughs> simply simply because you knew who this manager was. Um, staying with staying with the teams that have come up, then what about? Because you're quite right. Kieran McKenna has become the press love child. What about Stephen Schumacher at, at, at Plymouth? Because well, Stephen Schumacher finished above him, Pete. <laughs> well, no, and that's what I mean. But the thing is, is that he seems to have gone, especially with the, oh, crikey, what's it called? The Johnson paint trophy or whatever. When when they turfed up at Wembley, got rolled over by Bolton 4-0 and everyone went, oh, it seemed to almost take the sheen off of Schumacher, whose accomplishment has been outstanding as far as I can see. What was what, What's your take on Plymouth as they're coming up because they've also brought some players in. They're they're one of the few to have had some some net expenditure having come up. What are your thoughts on them? Well, I was at the game that you're talking about at Wembley, and I said to a Plymouth fan outside, I said, "This is going to be brilliant. Enjoy it, but watch out." And I felt really wise afterwards. I said, "Watch out. Sometimes this stadium eats teams alive. You know, just the scale of it." And unfortunately for Plymouth, they got Wembley. If you you go behind early, and it just you just saps any confidence out of you. That's what happened. Plymouth, absolutely brilliant. Superbly run club. Simon Hallett, the owner. There's fan ownership involved as well. Obviously, they dropped down to League Two. Ryan Lowe took them up. I think the idea is that Ryan Lowe didn't want to relocate his family from the Northwest and Stephen Schumacher was prepared to. So when the Preston job came up, Lowe and his family wanted to go back. Schumacher then took it on. And honestly, he's been even better than Lowe was. And Lowe was very highly rated. So Plymouth were absolutely superb last season. Now, I'm going to tell the truth, but their fans get very prickly when you say this. They were a winning machine, but it was what... Do you ever see a team where they have a season where every low margin game goes in their favour? And that's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. That's not an insult. That's you're a winning machine. You've got confidence. You're playing with your chest out. And every time there's a 50-50 game, you go and you go and win it, don't you? They did that last year. You would hope if you've got your League One hat on, they can continue that. They also use the geographical quirk of mm. being so far out on a limb to produce an ungodly home record. I don't want to patronise. I say this with love to Cheltenham and Accrington <laughs> and Morecambe. I don't want to patronise them, but that will have less effect on your boys at Watford and Leeds and whoever. Oh, whoop-de-doo, we've got to do a big journey down to Plymouth. Everyone turned up there and lost there last year. So look, if Plymouth can keep their momentum going, as you mentioned, they've managed to sign a couple of the really good loan players, Whitaker and Mumba, yeah. that they had last season. Is that the boy from Norwich? The guy yeah, from Norwich. yeah, yeah. Good quite, player, good player, yeah. I agree, Carl. I was quite surprised Norwich didn't want to do anything with him, but... You know, you never know the whole story. We had the thing with Kiefer Moore being our fifth choice striker, sold him on, and look, we're we're now with Ipswich. We're in League One, and Kiefer Moore was playing in the Premier League, and it looks a bit stupid, doesn't it? So, <laughs> I've I've seen it from I've seen it from both sides, but really admire what 
Plymouth did, if they can keep the momentum going, you know when a club's got an upward trend and a feel good and a bit opposite of when I talked to Justin on the phone about Watford, you know. <laughs> Plymouth, Plymouth have got that and hopefully they can keep it going and just get above that bottom three and stabilise in, you know, in the championship. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Mumba. Barley Mumba. This podcast is a big fan of good names. And if, if you've got that kind of name, it follows the whole Luther Bliss that you've got to be a star. You can't turn up being called Barley Mumba and then be shite, can you really? <laughs> oh, he's, a, he's a player, Pete, though. He's a player. He'll be really good. So the final team to come up, of course, also has connections with this parish because, of course, Darren Moore came up, did a fine job in the end. I mean, that bonkers semi-final against Peterborough over two legs, 4-0 down, everything, you know, oh, just ridiculous to finally beat Barnsley at Wembley to go up. And then, I mean, what kind of bonkers team gets promoted and then let's go with them at, oh, hold on. Oh, that might be um, but they've gone, they've gone for the man who comes along, he's happy, he's smiley, he has a Neil Diamond CD par excellence. What, what are your thoughts on, on Sheffield Wednesday? What have you heard from, from Wednesdayites since uh, since they've been uh, promoted? More, more about their chairman than anything, I imagine. Well, we should say, Pete, in the last half hour, they have actually signed somebody. And that was the main... We're recording on... What day is it? It's Monday. Yeah. They have actually signed somebody at this point. So my normal take of they've not done any recruiting is, is about to change. Is this Rhys James? Is that who they signed? No, they took him a couple of weeks ago. Spanish lad. Honestly, I've I put my daughter in the bath and jumped on with you guys. So <laughs> don't worry, there's someone up there with her. It's okay. She's, <laughs> she's, she's all right in the she's all right in the bath. Um, look, I'm not going to tell Watford fans about Cisco because they know more about him than I would ever claim to know. Mister Chan Siri, though, again, you can probably empathise. It's just absolute chaos obviously he gambled the farm on I think at one point he had Jordan Rhodes and Gary Hooper and Lucas Chow and Stephen Fletcher and I think he spent sort of 30 million on just his front line it's the classic championship parachute era story get to the playoff final win that game everything's all right get to the playoff final and lose like they did downward spiral ever since relegation points deduction league one Darren Moore took them back bit weird you know again low margin team very good defense won a lot of games one nil but 23 game unbeaten streak last year 96 points that smells like a good football team doesn't it but then they looked absolutely dead and buried in the playoffs and I was at the final they won in the 123rd minute against 10 men since sort of the early part of the 16th minute yeah I remember of the second half yeah very strange I'm sure you all you Watford fans were looking at poor old Cisco sat next to his chairman in the press conference while the chairman's... Looking awkward. Looking awkward while he's ranting about Carlton Palmer. You know, it's like, what is what is going on? So look, chaos, if that's not cleared up, I'm worried about Sheffield Wednesday. Four things relegate clubs in the championship. Owners, Ooh. chaos, bad Ooh. luck, yeah. and club size. Oh, God. And Fuck. I'm ticking <laughs> off owners and chaos at Sheffield Wednesday is all I'll say. Well, we've got 598 years of a Nigerian curse to go. Talk about luck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Enough of this blasphemy. So those are the guys who've basically come up, the, the three, Ipswich, Plymouth, and of course, Sheffield Wednesday. Of the three coming down, you mentioned there Enzo Maresca, who is the new Leicester manager who's been brought in. I, I always think it's it's interesting looking at the, the parachute payments because, of course, you're coming down and, and everybody goes, oh, they've got so much money. But everybody is jettisoning players left, right and bleeding centre. Having to recruit new players on a new way 
wage structure and then trying to put the whole lot together it's it's not as easy as it as it as it seems obviously james madison and harvey barnes has gone literally over the last couple of days uh so has gone tielemann's gone to villa a whole host of players have gone, but it's okay because they signed Connor Cody. That's never a great sign for me. But what are your thoughts on on Leicester on a more balanced, less sarcastic basis? I'm getting Newcastle 2016-2017 vibes right. from Leicester, big style. Like they're basically just going to operate like a Premier League club in their championship. I was trying to point out to Leicester fans that, and I mean, fair play to them. They finished fifth in the Premier League two of the last four seasons, I think, if I've got my numbers correct. It's quite normal for Leicester to sign someone who plays for England or spend 10 million on a player or 5 million on a keeper. Go and tell a Preston fan that that's normal or a, you know, a (laughs) Rotherham fan or whatever. So they are recruiting like a Premier League team. You're totally right, Pete, that you come down and your broadcast income has been cut in half. On the flip side of that, you've still got five times more than all the rest of the teams that don't have the extra payment. And... We think nearly 80 million is going to be banked for Harvey Barnes and James Madison. And there might be a couple more out. So in championship terms, they are, you know, I don't know, whatever, pick pick your billionaire, but they are rich beyond anyone else. I always say it's an advantage. Not everybody takes an advantage in life. The analogy I always give is you and I can line our cars up in Watford and say who can drive to Manchester first. I'll give you a two hour head start. If you go to the cinema, I'll probably still beat you, but that doesn't mean you didn't have an advantage in the first place. It's, so I, th- I think with these parachute teams, if they use the advantage competently, I, it, I mean, look, the manager might be terrible. We don't know. Everything we're hearing is that he's not going to be terrible, but first go in the big job could could quote lose the dressing room but I can see Leicester winning lots of games can't you yeah but Maresca obviously is they're hoping that he'll follow on with that fine line of assistance to Pep Guardiola you know just sprinkle on a little bit of stardust give him a year hopefully don't sack him like Arsenal got perilously close to with Mikel Arteta at one point and just hope that he'll come good but that doesn't necessarily repeat in the same environment so that'll be really interesting to see but yeah no they bought in um it's about 92 million already just from those two, <laughs> um, which, which is which is kind of silly. It's unreal, isn't it? It's unreal. Well, yeah. it, it, it makes up for losing a Tielemann, doesn't it? I don't know if a Tielemann is a, is a unit of currency, but it bloody should be at that kind of rate. They've also bought in Harry Winks, who was uh, who's of, of Hemel Hempstead. We always thought, oh, I wonder if he'd come to us. But, you know, so between Connor Cody and, and Harry Winks, they'll be able to keep the ball in the Leicester half and then occasionally kind of whack it up to Vardy or run through and score, probably. Southampton, then. We mentioned Southampton. Big connections, obviously, because of the Swansea, well, a bit of an old one-two, really. Bringing in Russell Martin, uh, having having got rid of having got rid of Nathan Jones. I'm just saying, having got rid of Nathan oh Jones, because we like those words on this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but they then, of course, went and so got Ryan Manning. It was unnecessary. I apologise to all <laughs> Nathan Jones supporters in the Greater Bedfordshire area. But Russell Martin came in, having done okay at Swansea. He seemed again. He seemed to be one who's. Uh, tell, tell me if I'm wrong. Was his hype greater than his level of achievement? Was his style of play getting him getting him away with it, or were just Swansea just really nice people? And of course, he then went and nicked Ryan Manning, which was really annoying because we really wanted a left back who looked like him. Really, um, there's a lot of questions in there, Pete. I'll I'll, I'll try and summarize. they're off and off. They're off <laughs> yeah. and off. You could just pick the bones out of that nonsense. Yeah, it's around nine, I made it <laughs> by, by the end by the end of that monologue. I do agree with you. There is a little bit of smoke and mirrors, I think, with Russ Martin. He's very sort of handsome and young, talks very well. You know, he's got all of those things that would make him, you know, be able to pull the wool over everyone's eyes. 
I like him personally. I think I think at MK, their third place finish the year after he went, you can, you know, you're not I don't think you're being delusional in giving him a lot of credit for that in setting. I know Liam Manning was yeah. the, the manager then. At Swansea, it was a slow burn. And I always say at their worst, they were horribly flaky, would give you a goal every game from, you know, some overplaying at the back and it could be a little bit slow. But then at their best, they would strangle teams with possession and look look fantastic. And now, arguably, he's got some of the best players in the division and one of the biggest budgets as well. I just wonder whether it might be might be a couple of months, maybe 10, 15 games before that before that kind of clicks there. And the later it goes before Ward Prowse or Livermento or Alcaraz are inevitably sold, the harder it is for him to spend the money. So the the hope for the rest of the division is that it's a slow start and they get delayed by this ridiculous idea that the transfer window closes six or six games or so into five, six games into the into the season. So I don't I'm not quite as high on Southampton as I am on Leicester, but come on. I mean, even Adam Armstrong got sold out of Blackburn yeah. after scoring great, tons great of goals. Great player at that level. Fantastic. Great player, player at that level, exactly. Yeah. Jay Adams, exactly the same for so you've got they've already got players who have who have excelled in the championship and been taken out of the level and a and a returning. So again, a, a competent Southampton that quickly take to Russ Martin's brand of football, you'd expect them to be in the top four, wouldn't you? You'd think so. You'd think so. And of course they've they've also signed, is it Shay Charles from Man City? <laughs> Who's played so... twenty one minutes of senior football and it's ten million quid. Exactly. I mean, how Mental. bonkers is that? But I mean, I suppose, you know, Shays are like buses, aren't they? You wait forever and suddenly two turn up all at once. That's that's an only Southampton football club joke that I can appropriate there. There you go. Um so going going from going from one shocking segue to another, we we mentioned Daniel Farker. Yeah, he's 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 won it twice. But it was always it really odd on that last year we got going up to, to Norwich and getting them coming down to us and the jury always seemed to be out because they said, you know, is he great in the championship and just lousy in the premiership? Which one is he? And, you know, be careful what you wish for and all of those kind of phrases we used. He's now gone into the absolute bonkers roller coaster exploding <laughs> clowns car that is Leeds United. You know, they they've 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 got a shot of about a hundred million pounds worth of players for about a cumulative weight of about four million so far. Uh, including people like Rodrigo and the unfortunately named Robin Cock, who's gone off on uh, off, off on loan. Um, so, what, what 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 do you what do you make of? Uh, uh, Is that of, the of standard the joke? To make that's a standard. Off. Sorry, that's all yeah, I need. Yeah, that's all I need. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, pretty much. Do me. All that's I did when I came along was basically bring in a procession of knob jokes. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Think I'm gonna think well I'm gonna leave Robbie. You realise they've got a player the... called Willie Nonto as well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, well done. You're welcome, sir. Brilliant, love him. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sorry, do I need, I need to talk about Leeds now, do I? No, um, no, no, no. Willie Nonto was the, was the absolute oh, okay. watermark for this podcast. Um, <laughs> isn't, aren't Everton trying to... I mean, mind you, aren't Everton trying to buy everybody at some point? Aren't they, I think they're trying to, to get him. Do you see Leeds or any of those other clubs being asset-stripped by some of the other, some of the other top flight? I don't clubs? see them being asset-stripped. I think the first big bid that they get, and it will be for... Nonto, Sinistera, the other winger, Tyler Adams, who shouldn't be playing in the in the championship. Although, you know, we, we said that about you know, plenty of Watford players as as well. They should be cheat codes, shouldn't they? In fairness, um, we, we're fairly certain most of them shouldn't have been playing in the championship also. Just the wrong end. <laughs> Jack Harrison as well. So I think uh, whatever the first bid comes in. I really like Farker. I thought 2018-19 was probably the hardest championship season made maybe of the last 10 or 15, and he won the damn thing. I understand your argument about the comparison between his work in the Championship and in the in the Premier League. I do think you can rebut or debunk that, however you see it, in, in terms of Norwich's capacity to compete and that they either didn't spend any money the first time or a director of football spent it on some not very good players the the second time and it's very telling that in the negotiations he is he is the Leeds manager with a technical director above him not a director of football so maybe he's gone in there and said not again I'll I'll manage you but I'm having more say in the in the transfers uh, difficulty with Farker as well and you get this in American sport with the guy Belichick and Tom Brady is that yeah. he had Emmy Buendia who was ridiculous at championship level so and it's an unfalsifiable argument because in the reality we lived in he always had Buendia he never didn't have him well he hasn't got him now so we'll we'll find out but Buendia was obviously just like a monster wasn't he who could basically drag a team to promotion by just being brilliant so I'd expect I'd expect Leeds to be really good but I do agree with your it's Leeds something mad will happen I, I do agree with that it's just the intensity of that fan base and it just always seems to be the case. I have a it? sneaky suspicion that the out of the three teams that have come down, Leeds are the ones for me that might struggle. Okay, that's, that's, that something might not just click there, and that, it, that could be around Farker. I, I don't know, but I think there's so much focus on that team to get straight back up into the Premier League. I, I don't know. I just got a sneaky suspicion about Leeds. That's not an unreasonable position. Yeah. I mean, you've also got the, uh, unless I'm very, very wrong or had a fever dream about this, the fact that is it Radrazani kind of sold it across. And who is now the technical director there? Because it feels, I, I remember it was, what his name, Victor Orver or whatever his name was. Who Who is it now? Right. So Radrazani sold up to 49ers Enterprises who are not the San Francisco 49ers. They are an investment arm of the owner's of the San Francisco 49ers. So basically, Parag Marate is the, the kind of owner of both. He's now the de facto chairman of Leeds. Right. And Greta Steinson, who you might remember, used to play for Bolton Oops. in the Premier yeah. League, is the technical director now. Daniel Farker is the manager. So that's kind of the hierarchy. Angus Kinnear, who was always there, is still the CEO. So it's changing It's changing gradually, but it's very much not Radrazani and Orta. And for all the Leeds 
fans love Bielsa. I love Bielsa. Anyone who watched his team probably loved yeah. Bielsa. Farker beat Bielsa in 1819, remember? Yeah, absolutely. But but in fairness, he didn't have an upturned bucket on which to sit on. And that is what really defines all footballing <laughs> legends in the Argentina kind of uh, <laughs> Rosario area. Ethan Ampadu is the one player I think that they've signed so far that I've seen, but I'm sure that's changing. as, as the, the... He's an interesting player because he's been one of those who's been sat in that Chelsea stable for so long. And he's been out to, I know he's been out to uh, Italy. I think he was out with, was it Venezia? I think it was Venezia and Spezia. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and he's 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 been. I'm, I'm fairly sure at some point he would have played for Vitesse Arnhem. I mean, if you're at Chelsea for five minutes, you've played for Vitesse Arnhem at some point. What do you think about him? And I appreciate you won't necessarily have seen him in the Championship, but do you think he's the kind of player? You know, international experience, got to the World Cup. The jury's always been out. Somebody's put money down and taken him. What do you think for the Championship? I think it'd be really good. Yeah. So it's a again, it's a seven million quid going up to ten million quid and. I'm sure most fans of most championship teams would love to be doing those type of deals. And it's not going to be the only one they, they do there, isn't it? You're right. Nobody's seen him in the in the championship. He's coming down a level. We can't blame him. You know, he's at Sheffield United. Obviously, he's been relegated three times. But, you know, a single player doesn't necessarily um, relegate a team, do they? So... I think he'll be good. Uh, the sense we're getting, he's going to be playing in midfield, not at, not at centre-back. You'd imagine if Farker has not changed from what we saw at Norwich, you have beautiful rotating. It's 4-2-3-1. He'll sit in one of those positions with full-backs flying past him and some narrow guys up up ahead. He should have a cigar on in the championship, shouldn't he, really? That's a, that's a term. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I like that. We, you talked about Swansea earlier on saying that they would occasionally strangle a team. Well, that that, that was Watford. And we, we had the we had the full kind of, oh, we, they've given us a goal. We're going to win. To, oh, no, we've thrown away the home game. To the Christmas present that was giving them 4-0 uh, win at their place where they absolutely strangled us. One of the other teams who had the absolute Indian sign right over us was, uh, was Gary Rowett's Millwall, who have been <laughs> One of those interesting teams who seem to have you know, developed and developed and developed. And of course, they um, they had the lad, uh, they, they brought the two lads in. Um, but basically, one would play right behind the, uh, the, the the forward. His name escapes me for the minute. And the other German lad who, who played kind of right wing back. Uh, or kind of right of a, a four-two-three-one, but they've also Fleming. now bought thank you Fleming, and the other one was Barlanger or something or other. Bought, it's easy for me to say, obviously. <laughs> they bought in Kevin Nesbitt uh, from from Hibernian, I think, and they bought in a guy from Casper de Noort from Belgium. Ah, there you go. I'm doing um, this from memory as well. It's this good, is it? this is impressive <laughs> stuff. What what do you think? Will they have another season of progression, or would they stall? Well, the first thing we need to do is offer our condolences, don't we? Because they really Mm. tragically lost the owner John Berylson just a a few weeks ago which just absolutely sucks because in an era where people don't trust owners everybody liked him and it's just it's really sad and his son is going to be sort of continuing with the project there they do it very steadily don't they if not spectacularly unfortunately as with them for all of us three teams come down every year with more money than them and you know, you've got to get past. And in six, sorry, in three of the last six seasons have been eighth, eighth and ninth. So it's really just on the edges of getting yeah. in the playoffs without ever quite getting in. They managed to, you know, they lost Jed Wallace on a free, which was really disappointing. And they managed to get past that, like you say, with Zian Fleming being maybe maybe worth even more than Jed Wallace was at his peak. It's so hard to say. Would anyone be surprised if they just finished eighth the game and were 
nice and steady and drew lots of games and were hard to play against and went on the odd eight game undefeated streak and just didn't quite get in the playoffs there I said in the 1 to 24 video I did they're probably the most stable club in the championship in terms of that they've got a manager coming up for nearly four years and just seems to be very sensible and kind of measured measured recruitment I'd love to see him get in the get in the top six I'd love to love to go to a um, could you imagine Millwall leads in the playoffs? That'd just be tremendous, wouldn't it? Oh, um, me. <laughs> I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be tough for them, and it's the steady, not spectacular. When you've seen maybe a Coventry or a Middlesbrough or a Sunderland have that flair and flamboyance to go out and score goals and win games, and is that all of a sudden going to start happening at, at Millwall? I hope for their sake it it does, but it might be a there or thereabouts. Again, I'd like to be wrong. Your 1 to 24 video is out on. Uh, so we're recording Monday. It's out tomorrow on Tuesday. So it's going to be out soon. So by the time this has come out, what we'll do is we'll put a link to that. So you can go in and basically that's your that's your full pre-season start to finish prediction. Yeah. My Watford prediction, Pete, is Ooh. juicy. I've had a gamble on come something on. something on. happening with, oh, with Watford. Ooh. It might be really good or it might be really bad. You will have to tune in to find out. Wasn't wasn't <laughs> your um, bold claim that we're going to keep Ishmael for a season? Was that your bold claim? That might fit into what I've gone with. Oh, okay. I can see you're not you're not giving anything away. I've, I've always to... I've always looked forward to League One football. To be honest, with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, cra- that's crazy talk. We've already. And I say, to... as an Ipswich fan, is bloody rubbish. Don't go anywhere near it. This is what everyone yeah. tells us. Everyone yeah, somebody says... said, "Oh, it's good. I said, "Oh, I'd be great." He goes, "Yeah, so you're going to Cambridge away?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." Cambridge beat us at home as well, so it's it's great going there. It's even worse when you lose to them as well. Yeah. God, yeah. 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 Last last year, I seem to recall yourself and your good lady wife went through pr- picking out the the kits and and your favourite kits. And if I if I recall correctly, and now you know obviously, you know Mrs. Bloom, fair play, I get that absolutely. But she did actually select a Luton Town shirt, if I recall correctly. Which, Do you which... recall also? I had uh, your beautiful shirt in my did. top three as you well. Did. I haven't done them yet this year. We're waiting for the Birmingham one. Not quite as keen this year, I have to say. I don't know what your thoughts are on there. I don't um, like someone's it. run my shirt over with a, yeah, with there a you go. sponsor. But that's um, what I said. I don't like it, it at all. I have it I have it next door. I've purchased it. It's actually, Oh, can you bring it in, Carl? I can. Can, 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 I, go, can go, I see go, it in the Yes. Yes, it's it's basically like our FA Cup final shirt in, in as much as one, yes, we look like we've been run over in it. But but it basically just looks like that, but on the pitch. The yellow like, to black ratio is a bit off too high for me. It's, too much black yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, not a fan of it. Call me a traditionalist. I see Watford mainly a, a, a yellow shirt. Oh, we should we should be. We should be. It's gone a little bit tonto, but ah, what the hell. As I've said as I've said here beforehand, I always dislike any shirt that we have until December and then I de- declare that it's so gorgeous and I love you. it. But but this one, I actually changed my mind on it when I went to Boreham Wood and saw us playing it. It doesn't look as bad as it does there. It does well, look what like do you think, It's very brushy and dormant. <laughs> That's never a bad thing, is it? Exactly. Yeah. Not, Do you not, know not... Paul Lambert used to play for Borussia Dortmund and he, he told did. us Ipswich fans every second press conference. It was lovely to hear that repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> massive club apparently a... and he was really successful. Sorry, I'm I watched, watched him in a, I watched him in a Champions League final, I think, with Borussia Dortmund. Oh, he was brilliant as yeah. well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's um yeah. It's the, it's the sponsor for me. It's, it's sponsor's like, awful, isn't it? God. Yeah, it's dreadful. It's you can dreadful. you can buy it without a sponsor if you and want. It, it, if, you're, if you're if you're if you're a person of um, you know, what's your sizes, words? <laughs> it's it's 
probably not worth getting without the sponsor. Right. It does, okay. it, it does make it all look... I'll just get rid of this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it, do, it, does, it does show off the, uh, the investment. Fat bottom in the girls, you make the rocking world go round. Yeah. That's the one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Moving away from Watford then uh, and looking at the championship as a whole, what players should we be looking out for? Obviously, the, the season's not... Uh, the, the window's not closed yet, so there's still more signings coming in. Please, Watford, please sign someone. But are there any players that you think we should specifically be looking out for this season coming? Chris Rigg for Sunderland. He's 15 when he made his debut. He's 16 now and he's going to be in the in the first team. We might have another wonder... I don't want to give him the Duke Bellingham price, but we might have another championship wonder kid on our hands there. The two we mentioned at Plymouth, be nice to see them step up, Mumba and Whitaker, see if they can do it. I already mentioned the wide guys at Leeds, Sinistera and Nonto could be brilliant. Alcaraz for Southampton, look out. He's only young if he if he stays there. I believe Leicester have a striker called Vardy, who's scored lots of goals in the in the Premier League. He's, and, he's yeah, he's he'll go, he's love the championship next season. And may continue to it. do so in little 30-minute cameos. Leif Davis, Ipswich Town. Left yeah. back, really, really yes. good oh. in League One last year. Middlesbrough, I'd like to see Hayden Hackney, young central midfielder, continue to develop, see what Tuba Rackpom does. Of course, at Coventry, if Gustavo Hama stays, just he could absolutely monster this division, how much he improved at the back end of last season. Preston have taken a lad from Liverpool, Leighton Stewart. Could be, a, could be an interesting one there, youngster who they've laid money down on. Shariki Dembele, remember him? He was at Peterborough, went to Bournemouth, never got mm-hmm. played. He's at Birmingham now and he's probably going to be the main man there. So he could be interesting as well. Alex Scott won't stay at, at Bristol City, but if he does, we all know he's fantastic, don't we? He is, but his stats aren't great. Oh, but know, he, we're, we're, he's one of these ones that runs oh, games, I, though. I, I, right don't, test. I, don't, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I think he's phenomenal. I mean, when when the, it was the uh, the final game before the World Cup and it was the dullest nil-nil ever. Nil, and nil. Yeah. The entire stadium just ended up watching him and that was it because yeah. he was just class what, apart. What do you make of um, Coventry spending the money on the, the lad from Everton? Look, he's not going to... Gokoretz was brilliant wasn't he? He was absolutely fantastic, kind of hybrid, pacey, good, just really good all-round striker. What I want Coventry to do is prove to championship teams that don't have the broadcast money that the big boys do, that you can sign a player from Brighton for 1 million euros, sell him to Sport in Lisbon for 20 million euros, and then it's what Brentford did, isn't it? Sign two or three players. So I really hope Ellis Sims is really good. I know it's I think most of it's add-ons, Carl, isn't it? If presumably yeah, yeah. if they get pro- they get promoted, it's going to go up to eight million. Or if he um, scores twenty-five goals, and if he scores twenty-five goals, they're in the top six. You know that straight away, don't you? So. Yeah. I like it and I would like to see Coventry set out the roadmap to maybe even a nip switch if they, they're going to sell on Leif Davis or Nathan Broadhead or Harry Clark, whoever, retool. I, I would like it to work out. It's just nice to see teams climbing up the ladder in that way. He was good, wasn't he, with Ross Stewart? I think, I think they literally played two yeah. games together or something and the Sunderland would have been scary if they'd had Stuart and Sims all season as a front two, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Stuart, Stuart is the real deal for me. I, you know, it's a shame he got he got injured for them because I think I think uh, I don't think Luton would have got past the semis if if he'd have been there personally. Would have made a big difference, wouldn't it? Huge, 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 huge. 
uh, something I did see the other the other day or, or this morning was um, some advert for I don't know it was some it looked, just looked like some kind of I don't know wives of Lancashire or Love Island in Lancashire and it was Bradley Dack getting <laughs> married to some Mrs Dack in the future Olivia but, Atwood is that who it is Oh I don't know somebody um, what's going to happen to Bradley Dack because there's a number of players who've been released who haven't kind of landed yet and the one thing about the championship is there's an awful lot of free transfers that might cost you on the wages but it might be kind of interesting any thoughts about where he might fit in well does that not just reek of neil warnock similar <laughs> similar part of the world got you know player who's had injury problems who warnock will just have him eating out of his hand won't he? he'll make yeah. him he'll make him captain he'll give him four days off a week and he'll turn up and be man of the match every week. I think Preston are linked, although that would be controversial. Mm. Although he's a free agent, he can go where he likes. I'm, I'm surprised that he's sat there as a freebie, but I'm assuming that these recruitment departments know more than the four of us. And, you know, if he was ready to go, someone would have, someone would have taken him. But, you know, as we get towards September, he's, he's going to get a, going to get a club or, He'll go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> many, many money. That'd yeah. be interesting. Oh, oh, that's good because I was going to ask. My final question was going to be about Neil Warnock. I was going to say, <laughs> without without wanting a preview of your 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 one to twenty four, do you think Warnock might get to the playoffs? No. <laughs> no, I I I don't think the new ownership at Huddersfield is going to be able to turn the dial to the extent that. Let's be honest, Neil Warnock oh. will get every penny out of. His owners, we know, we know that for sure. Don't yeah. we? This is difficult, isn't it? Because it was brilliant what he did, and I doing the one to twenty fours. They Huddersfield placed sixth for the last sixteen games of last season. They were a top six side, yeah. and they yeah. were doomed, guaranteed to be relegated. Awful, dreadful, terrible. And he, I don't know how he does it. It's, and it's, it is all come and play for me, lad. I'll give you the day off. You know, it's it just pure <laughs> old school. Yeah man management but he's just a master you just wonder whether the changing dynamic from Sharon I'm going one more time to <laughs> you know he's going to do the whole season and we know about it you just wonder whether he can you know get the players going but look who is anyone to doubt that guy anymore with his there's just nobody in the known universe that knows more about the championship than Neil Warnock. Absolutely, yeah. it's just a question. It's just a question of which which wife is worse. Is it Mrs. Hodgson or is it Mrs. <laughs> Warnock? Because both of those guys refuse to retire. Come what may. <laughs> They both sound like saints, to be honest, and they, they're probably to the point where they just don't want them around, do they? It's like, look, I'm, you know, I've got my week planned out. You know, I don't, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to do around here? Come, come back on your Thursday night or whenever you get your day off, and yeah. and, and go and do another year at Huddersfield. Eh? Go and tell Bradley Dack he can have Thursday off. There you go. That's it. Exactly. Hi, this is Troy Hawk. And this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'll be waiting for my text during the season for what tickets you want. I was going to say, you can find me sat next to Carl. Trying to keep the five and nil going. We're trying to keep well, we going. Need to, I've got to the point now where I need to select the games very carefully <laughs> to keep, do. The, yeah. keep the undefeated record going. You do. Um, it has got to the point now, Carl, where we walk through the thing and someone will, someone will stop us, won't they, and say, oh, glad you're here, mate. I think glad you're here. This is great. It's really, it's really nice because I don't have to buy a beer before the game because Ben says, I'll get that for you. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's always welcome. It's always yeah. pressure. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Carl, Carl can be bought. I think that is the 
great conclusion. We know this, this anyway. Yeah. It's, everyone knows um, But no, love to get um, love to get down to Vicarage Road. And in in bittersweet news, um, I was obviously at ITV last year, but you may have read in the press that they are not having pundits anymore. And I was the producer, so I am now free every Saturday as well to get down. So I should. Um, should be at Watford a, a few times, hopefully this Ooh. this season. Yeah, more than welcome, mate. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check out the um, check out the channel, Benjamin Bloom Football Channel. Just tap it in on YouTube. Try and cover everybody, and we do features and and whatnot. So hopefully we'll be able to do something specifically on Watford at some point um, during the season. But we're going to add in a kind of review show on a on a Thursday where we'll definitely talk about Watford at some point each week as well. But more generally speaking, um, obviously you come here for specific, you know, Watford chat. But if you want a kind of overview of what's going on nice and quickly, I try and be across all the teams and and sort of know what's going on. So hopefully I can I can help you out. And, you know, when you show up to see Watford play X team, I might have been able to give you a heads up on who you're coming up against, um, etc. So yeah, Benjamin Bloom Football Channel and Benjamin Bloom on Twitter. Thank you very much for joining us, Ben. As always, it's been a, a pleasure to, to chat to you and definitely check out Ben's YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and hopefully, if we're um, if we're flagging or just because we like your company, we'll have you down at Vicarage Road and hopefully we can keep the, the points coming in with your... We, we won't rub your head or anything like that because we know you don't like that, but um, <laughs> you can be our lucky charm uh, once again. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.